da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, man, fam, we hope everyone is doing excellent out there. Hope everyone maybe got a chance to go back to a theater this past weekend. Maybe you saw Bill and Ted's facing of the music in a theater, maybe a drive-in theater. Feels like things, at least in the United States, are starting to get back to normal. And maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to discuss a movie that is coming in wide release. A big movie, Brian, here in the next week or so. A big movie. Oh, man. It's been a while, man. It's been a while since we've... uh, Feels like we've been in regular cadence for the show. It feels like we've been on hiatus this whole, yeah, you know, during this time because we're not able to go out and do the do the normal routine mm-hmm. of going out and talking about the experience of seeing it and and all that. So hopefully, here in the next week or two, like I said, we're we're back in it, yeah, dude. This is a uh, hey. I mean, seriously, genuinely, to the listeners, thank you um, for for kind of riding it out with us. Over, I mean, we've. Look, I, I hope, and I'm talking to you, Kent, as well as well as a listener, but I, I hope, and not to Richard, because he's not here and we hate him. <laughs> That's been right. a longstanding, everyone knows that. Um, but like, seriously, we, we've tried very hard to fill content over the last uh, six months without movies, and um, I hopefully we've, I, I think we've done a good job of it. I don't want to, you know, you and I are both the same, Kent. I think we typically are... Um, pretty uh pretty pessimistic about our own work it's just you know you just kind of like mm-hmm. uh, that was probably pretty terrible but um but we've tried really hard to, to work some stuff out the streaming services have helped us quite a bit obviously giving us movies over the last few weeks and stuff and um and hey the other thing is i know there's going to be a lot of listeners who are not either not in a place where they can go see a movie yet and maybe even more who are not in a place where they are, they're willing to do that yet and maybe not be that way for, for months more. I, I, I don't know. So, um, we, I, I, I hope that we will, we'll be able to, to keep cranking out good content, um, over the rest of this year. And, and we'll try to kind of vary it with, uh, with some of these movies that like, like perhaps the very big movie that's coming out next week. Um, or, or actually as, as it were this, this week and, but I'm sure we'll try to vary that content with with movies that are coming, that are streaming, that are going to to VOD and day and day and that kind of thing as well. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to kind of cater to to all parties as as we have tried to do through the the course of the show for all you know seven and a half years. Yeah, we might not have the room to do it all on the on the main feed here, but mm-hmm. trust us, over in the VIP feed. We'll be doing a lot more. I know Brian wants to talk about this new Phineas and Ferb movie. <laughs> yeah. If you saw that, maybe uh, subscribe to our VIP feed and you'll get an episode on that here yeah, here pretty soon. I know your uh, your son wants to talk about it for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, man, we're, we're we watched it. Uh, we watched that movie with with some friends and stuff, uh, and it was a little. You watch it with friends, not your son, <laughs> right? Just yeah, you I invited a lot of over, like, forty three adults over. Um, yeah, it was late at night. They all brought adult beverages, and you just kicked back and <laughs> turned on Disney Plus. That's right. And- That's right. And then yeah, made him stay up late to watch it with us uh, while we made crash <laughs> crash jokes the whole time. Yeah, he actually wanted to go in his room yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. Uh, like, show up. Yeah, how but you, dare but you, you made him watch Phineas yeah. and Ferb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he had some buddies over to watch it. I, I watched it with him, but you know, when there's four um eight year olds 
what chattering and and whatnot. It's 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 tough. So I'll probably go back and rewatch it next. But I enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot, and I do think if if the listener on the VIP feed, if the listeners are willing to uh, to humor me one once more, uh, I'll probably bring coupon and we'll do a, a short a short little daily recommends type review. Yes, of that. It's yes. In the next week, do it for me if no one else. <laughs> you got it. I love it. I love sure. the episodes of you guys. Uh, you talking? <laughs> well, I That's gotta be. A I cool always thing feel do. stupid doing that because it's like. I mean, that's really like I get grumpy when when uh, someone like Bill Simmons has has his kids do stuff for his shows that get millions of listeners and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get away with it when we have uh, our number of listeners. Well, we have literally, you know, point oh one percent. I think we can right. get, get. I guess away with that's that. okay. Then, so, so yeah, and your son, by the way, great podcaster for being <laughs> seven. Can I can really? I tell you? Can I be honest with you? Like I'm I'm a very realistic person. Like I I I'm not a uh, a sugar coated kind of guy with with my kid. It's like if he has, I know his flaws, and I'm very well aware of like how kid. You're a horrible broadcaster. I mean, like seriously, you're you, a- you know, you know, you have friends that have kids, and it's like their kid has never done anything wrong. They know, you know, yeah, perfect. yeah. I'm not. I really am genuinely not that way with with Coop. But like he was pretty good at it. I was very, yeah, I was he very was good. pleasantly surprised. It was he wasn't Mike shy yeah, or anything? Yeah, he was really he, into it. So he 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 talked like he was talking to the listener and not just to you. You know, like <laughs> he he totally I, I understood the whole format and everything. I was impressed, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I, hopefully, I uh, like see, I said, so we'll see. Hopefully, you guys talk talk some Phineas and Ferb, and our VIPs will be the first ones to know and to get that. And <laughs> For sure. and our Discord has already been talking about that movie, so. If you mm-hmm. want to talk about that movie, maybe with our Discord, you can sign up there at our madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP feed as well. But yeah, man, it's been a it's been a crazy year. Hopefully we're getting back into at least normal side of things when sure. it comes to seeing movies and, and going out and maybe enjoying a weekend. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the same time, it's been a crazy year for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got some news this past weekend on the movie side of things mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of news in the world this year. Not a lot of it. I mean, other than maybe Tom Hanks getting COVID, did it really pertain to our podcast? I mean, sure, in any yeah, real direct yeah, sense. Right. Uh, you know, it's indirect in, in some way. Oh, we can't see it. Can't go to the theater. We got to watch it at home. Like, that was mm-hmm. the biggest like, mm-hmm. thing. But now, I mean, speaking of your son, uh, Brian. Oh, um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Chadwick Boseman passing away this, this past weekend. Obviously, very, very shocking. Uh, it was announced on his Twitter via his family. I'm assuming that he was he was dealing with cancer uh, since 2016. Mm. Had been battling cancer and and lost the battle this year. Obviously, during that time, shot multiple movies, three Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, get on up and, uh, and not, you know didn't shoot that during it, but I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had this had this budding career. That shortly thereafter he was cast as Black Panther, he he comes down with cancer Gosh, and yeah. and kept that internal and didn't want that to affect his his professional life in any way and mm. and I guess you could argue that it didn't. I guess you could argue that he kind of succeeded despite having the disease. He didn't let that hold him back any, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so to speak. I don't I don't feel like I think he really wanted to kind of try to maintain a normal life but at the same time you know a lot of celebrities in my opinion you hear about uh i'm not going to name names but because none really come to mind but maybe a celebrity would get get cancer and then use that for publicity or 
immediately, maybe they just make an announcement to let people know. I mean, to internalize something like that is Mm -hmm. so heavy at his stage, but it's so brave. And I feel like that was the right thing for him to do in hindsight because he served in hindsight as an example of how to, if you are faced with that situation, how to, how to face it head on. And, uh, and he certainly did that. And gosh, what a career he had over such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, we Mm -hmm. talk a lot about, about celebrities passing, but not oftentimes we talk about ones that died too soon. I mean, we talked about Carl Reiner a couple of weeks ago and we're sad about that. I mean, the guy was 95. I mean, it's hard Mm -hmm. to say he was, he was gone too soon, but certainly Chadwick Boseman falls into that category. Mm -hmm. And you got to believe he would have had multiple (laughs) Oscar type performances in his career left to come. And just, yeah. An outstanding actor that demanded your attention on screen and, mm-hmm. and truly had that didn't have to say a word quality about him to 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 play a character. So man, devastating <sighs> just for his family and just for being so young. I just can't. I, yeah. That's that's who I think of as his friends and family who who knew him and just loved right. to be in his presence. And you know, we'll find an you know we'll we'll move on as as fans of whatever characters he played, but. When a life is lost, I mean, mm. that's just, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have to happen. Yeah. You know, we should be at the point where, where we should find cures for these things. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's just such a reminder of where we are as humans. Yeah. No one's safe from, from anything. And, uh, sure. God bless him, man. Yeah, man. It's, that was a, you, you texted, um, you, you, mm. you broke the news to me and, the the thing about it because he is i mean he's only 43 i'm 37 i mean that's you know that that's the same <laughs> 6 years seems like such a huge gap when you're you know a teenager or early 20s or whatever but but at my age like that we're we're in the same age group and mm-hmm. um and it was so shocking that that when you te- you just texted and you said chadwick man god and or something to that you know something to that effect yeah and i was like Chadwick who like that can't because my of uh-huh. course I mean you Chadwick I mean I immediately thought Chadwick Boseman but but then my immediate reaction to that was like well that's not possible I mean that can't be it and so then yeah I'm which other Chadwick is there yeah. yeah yeah exactly you're like who who am I you know because it can't be him yeah yeah exactly and so you know then I go and look at Twitter and about that time my phone started blowing up with with people texting and um man I Richard said, uh, and I'm sorry, Richard couldn't be here tonight, by the way, just, but Richard was like, man, I, I honestly, it's surprising that he's 43 because he kind of broke late. Like he's really only been 2013 was when he, when he was in, uh, when he was in 42 as Jackie Robinson. And I mean, again, that's like seven years ago. And that really was his, his, I mean, he has credits before that. Don't get me wrong. But no, draft day. Come on, Brian. <laughs> draft day was 14. So that was his follow okay, up to, yeah, uh, to 42. But they, I mean, you know, you look at his, most of his credits prior to that point were, were TV shows and stuff. And so 42 was a real breakout moment for him. And that was only seven years ago. And so what a, what an amazing career, but moreover, what an incredible legacy that he laid out in that short seven year span, you know? And like, I'm sure I've said on here before, and I know I've said to you guys privately before, like I, I get real frustrated with, I hate the concept of like, that we have to over eulogize everybody that like, not that I want to, 
well, somebody died, and I'm not saying this about Chadwick Boseman. I'm just saying in general, I, I'm not saying like somebody died, so we should all just come out and and be jerks about that person. But I I get frustrated with like this was the greatest person ever when it was like, well, there's a lot of stuff that would suggest that that's not true. And that's okay because all humans are, you know, are inherently flawed and we have good and bad and all this sort of stuff. Bozeman, from every single thing that was said, I mean, I always felt like he was a very genuine person in, in interviews and stuff. I love the stuff that he has done in the past with, uh, you know, you know, I mean, I work with, I've worked with kids for, for 20 plus years. I have a special place in my heart for anybody who really and truly, uh, goes out of their way to try to make the lives of children better. And he for sure has done that. I mean, he's always been, um, an advocate for, uh, for kids with cancer, for, for underprivileged kids, for all this sort of stuff. And it's, that's fantastic. And then you see like all of the people that uh, co-starred with him or Ryan Coogler, who, you know, obviously directed him with Black, on Black Panther and um, that just came in contact with him. The the outpouring of love, but then also like here's an anecdotal thing about what he did for me personally, you know, all the way to like Kenny Smith on on Inside the NBA on TNT talking about um the way that, that he sort of included Kenny in like his family correspondence and stuff like that. He just, um, he was a great guy. And beyond that too, honestly, like I, I, we know there's a lot of people in, in, in this industry that are, that their, um, their on-screen accomplishment is much greater than their off-screen and and that they're just not that, you know, they're not that great of people. He, the, the, what he did, what he did by playing Jackie Robinson, by playing Thurgood Marshall, by playing um, James Brown in, in three movies that, that I don't love. I mean, again, I'm not going to over, over eulogize because I don't, I don't love, they're very, you know, they're all three of those movies have some, some biopickiness to them. And I'm not a big biopic guy. He was magnetic and fantastic in all three of those films and, uh, had so much grace in the way that he played three truly great men of color. Um, and, and then, sorry, a little, little choked up. Uh, and then to follow that with, with Black Panther and to be to be the um the first uh sorry gosh uh the first African American um or superhero like that and the legacy that that provided um and that he I'm sorry I'm go- I know I'm going real long but like the it's not just that he took that role and it's not just that he he played that role so well it's that that's a guy who understood the importance of that role and what mm-hmm. that was going to mean for uh for black children everywhere but also just for for um adults who have never re- have never seen that have never seen um a black superhero in a huge huge movie like that i mean that's one of the like eight biggest mm-hmm. movies of all time and and he is the center of it and he really he really took on that 
that burden, honestly, that comes with it because that it, as, as much of a, as much of a privilege as, and an, a great opportunity as that is, it is a burden. It's, it's a lot to put on a person, um, to be sort of representative of a huge group of people that is perpetually underrepresented in this industry. It's, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I had a hard, cause it's like it, I, again, I will go back to 42 Jackie Robinson. One of the keys, one of the things about Jackie Robinson that, um, that made him so successful in, in, in doing, and I feel like I'm speaking like an idiot now, but he had to have, he had to have the right, he had to understand and be willing to take on the responsibility of, of what it meant to be the first black baseball player in, in the major leagues. And it's not dissimilar to, to what, um, to what Chadwick Boseman had, had to do and got to do with that part. And I just was always impressed with the way that he, he carried that. And, and, um, and I think we saw that over these last few days with the way that, that so many people have come out, um, to, to praise him and to lament his passing because that would, and that was a, I think that was a big, a big part of it. Yeah. He certainly from the filmography, when you look at it, I mean, no role he took felt like he just took to get to, to make a paycheck or, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, we got this sci-fi movie with this. Oh, Roland Emmerich wants you to be an independence day resurgence. They're going to pay you 25 million. He wasn't in, yeah. He wanted to play roles that meant something mm-hmm. that had weight behind them sure. that that people could see themselves in, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes me choked up to think about it, you know, for him to devote his life and then to continue doing it while battling cancer mm-hmm. is just yeah, did it's you, insane. Did I mean, you have I a saw a moment where, like, when that came out. We we look we we. Followed- I saw that he passed. I I thought he was a car wreck or I mean yeah, any ex- number exactly. Never I, would have imagined. Right. right. I had he this had moment, cancer this whole time. I mean, I oof. right. I had a moment where I was like, "Did we? Did I? It's not any. It's not our. It's not our right to know what's going on in a person's life. That's not what I'm saying. I I thought, did we know that he that he was fighting cancer or was that? You know what I mean? Because because we see yeah. we 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 have to follow the news cycle so closely, but in doing that, there's so many things that slip through the cracks. Because it's like a thing that you have in your brain for five minutes, and then five minutes later, there's something else, and there's something else, and and those things get get pushed out after a while. I was like, did we know that? And I just didn't. I forgot. And then no, it seemed mm-hmm. like almost almost nobody knew that this was what he was going through. And then yeah, just, and uh, and I'm. I'm wondering, I'm sure it'll come out later about how much anybody knew that wasn't his immediate, immediate close mm-hmm, family. Mm-hmm, I mean, sure. from his closest friends might, might right. not have even known. And, and, you know, I saw a quote from an interview and this tore me up too on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Somebody had pulled a quote from an interview of his and it said something like, so you went from playing Black Panther to the Thurgood Marshall back to Black Panther. And they were like, that weight, that weight fluctuation must have been crazy. And mm. he was like, yeah, you have no, he's like, yeah, you have no idea. Gosh. <laughs> and they're like, 
maybe we'll tell about it someday. And he was like, yeah, maybe someday I'll live to tell about it. That was like his exact quote. And he just tears you up. Like it's so much bigger than like, Oh, you're dropping weight for a role. Like life has to happen on top of black Panther on top of being black Panther. And, you know, just, just kind of wrap up my thoughts is something I took from his life, you know, not only to face it with bravery, but, you know, Mm -hmm. do stuff that's, that's meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do things to get by. Don't do things for a paycheck. Don't do things because people expect you to do things. Do things that mean things to you, that make you fulfilled, mm-hmm. that can inspire others, right? Um, yeah, for sure. I think that's a great thesis. Mm-hmm. That's at least what I'm going to take and, mm-hmm. and kind yeah. of use from from what he taught me. For sure. And I and to be able to look, I'm not saying that everyone needs to handle their, their, their sickness and their illness, their personal things that they're going through in silence or in solidarity or anything like that. That's not, that's not my point. I, I respect greatly that he was able, and this is what I tried it. So I tried to talk to my son about it because, um, as I've mentioned a lot on the show, like Coop loves black Panther and, yeah, he especially for for the bulk of I think I put this on Twitter, but for the, for the bulk of 2018, um, if you asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, he would say he wanted to be Black Panther. And um, when I like drop him off at school, you know, uh, he's just he's this he's very sweet and he's a very kind hearted child, and he'd he'd give me a hug and sometimes a kiss, and mm-hmm. he'd get out of the car and for months. Uh, he would, he would do, he would do Wakanda forever as he's, as he's running off. Oh. And so, um, because I, I mean, that guy, that truthfully, that was like y'all secret handshake. Yeah. And truthfully, <laughs> that's Black Panther and, and by proxy Chadwick Boseman is probably his first hero. And look, I mean, yeah. kids, they phase in and out of things constantly. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I can't say that Black Panther has been like his number one thing over the last six months or anything because, you know, again, kids just, they go back and forth between all kinds of stuff. But, but I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him about, about, um, you know, this Chadwick Boseman died and he doesn't super completely understand the concept of actors and, you know, characters and stuff like that, but he's a smart kid. He knows what's up. And so, you know, I'm kind of talking through that. And that was one of the things I really tried hard to, to, focus on was look at what a great thing this man did um that he he was able to to give this character to people um like like you cooper who love this love who just loved this character but more so to all these people who felt that way that he was able to do that in the midst of going through something so difficult and hard and um, I mean, that's, that's true, truly, I mean, that's true hero stuff. And he was, uh, yeah. so he's an incredible, incredible man. And he will be, uh, missed greatly both on the screen and off screen. Yeah. Shout out to you and all the other parents out there that had to have that tough talk mm. with their kids this past weekend, whose kids enjoyed Chadwick's work and, and, and yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. imagine, you know, telling your, your son that his hero is is no longer with us and that we're all mortal and that's that's tough but like i said he lived the life you can build off of and yeah man what a what a year it's been what a year (laughs) seriously yeah but man 
Yeah, don't. It's impossible to comprehend what Chadwick was going through. Mm-hmm. We have a trust tree channel on our Discord as well. Right. That's kind of a hey, I'm de- I'm dealing with you know a hard time with a friend. You need people to talk to that are like minded. We have like a private nothing leaves this Discord channel on our on our Discord, and a mm-hmm. lot of like minded, cool people in there just talking through life, <laughs> you know, because. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, even outside of this podcast, outside of watching movies and having a good time, like we all have to deal with life. So sometimes that weighs you down. Another option that you can go to is our friends at BetterHelp. And they're giving you a voucher uh, straight for our listeners. I want to tell you about BetterHelp. It's a great, great solution if you're looking for someone to talk to. If, you know, maybe you go to a therapist and you can't make the weekly visits. Maybe you can't drive there. BetterHelp is an online solution to that. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. Um, you know, we all realize things interfere with our happiness. Everyone goes through ups and downs. Well, BetterHelp connects you with online licensed therapists and you communicate all online whenever you need them. It's really easy and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling. These people know what they're doing and they can help you out with anything from stress to anxiety to grief, maybe self-esteem issues. Maybe you're going through a transition at work. You got a promotion that's stressing you out. You got a lot of stuff that you're dealing with. We all realize that and they can help you. So check out their testimonials on their site for, for more confirmation about why BetterHelp is great. So many people have been using BetterHelp and they have counselors in all 50 states. So if you want to start living a better life today, go to betterhelp.com slash mad. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mad. And join over 1 million people who are taking charge of mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mad. Appreciate you, BetterHelp. And thank you to the listeners. Now it's time to talk Bill and Ted, Brian, because... The Bill and Ted Face the Music, long anticipated, came out this past weekend, streaming on demand. Hopefully, a lot of you got to watch it. I know a lot of our Discord uh, viewers got to got to watch it. They're talking about it, and, and I enjoyed a lot of their thoughts. I know Batman Shane watched it as well. We talked about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure last year, did we yeah. not? Or the year before, I don't know. We did, yeah. Yeah, and last year for the Yeah, 30th, for a throwback yeah, episode. So, yeah. yeah, so... I think that's available on our VIP throwback feed. So if you want to listen to that, check that out. But yeah, I remember talking about it and and hadn't visited it in a long time, maybe since high school, you know, uh, blockbuster days, kind of kind of that time. And I remember liking it, but I remember liking it a lot more <laughs> revisiting it for our episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Bill and Ted, the yeah. ex- excellent adventure. One one of my one of my favorite movies. Um, it's like one of those that's I I wouldn't qu- classify it as a guilty pleasure, but like it'd be hard to defend that as a great as a good movie, right? Because it's very stupid and ridiculous and and all this sort of stuff. But it's I think it's it's just so earnest and it's it's foolishness. And I think the premise is fun. And I love how um i i just i love how that movie plays out and so i watched i watched bill and ted's a ton growing up um and and it's just it's always been one that it honestly it would be it would be sneakily high on my my rewatched movies in my life like there's oh wow I and and I I would never i i wasn't really thinking about that until until yesterday or day before when i was watching these movies but like 
I kind of thought about it. I was like, I bet I've watched this. I watched it a bunch when I was younger. And, and I bet since my like late teens, college days or whatever, I bet I've watched this at least once a year. Maybe because it's just a, it's such a fun, easy movie to, to kind of have on in the background. Be excellent to each other is a great quote. There's a lot of other stuff that's just, it's a really, I still think it holds up as a really funny movie. I do think though, I don't know if you agree with me on this. It's, it's probably one that you either had to have seen closer to its day or you have to be like the right age when you see it for the first time. I, I would have a, like, I know Shane and there were a couple others that that were watching the first one for the first time this week in our discord. And I was, and they, Shane, especially I will say he was like, I don't, I don't totally get it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would love this movie if I saw it for the first time at age 32 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand that. And, and really the whole bit with Bill and Ted, I mean, it's a fish out of water story, right? You're, you're putting these two, they're not stoners. They're not slackers. Uh, you know, they're just, they're not surfers. Like, what are they? They're just two mm-hmm. dudes mm-hmm. from high school. Like they, there's no real definable quality other than they're right. just kind of right. friends with each other. <laughs> um, uh, you put them and they're kind of meandering through life. Right. And all these weird, you, you pair them up with Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and Elvis <laughs> and all these weird celebrities right you're you're th- putting them in a time machine and i think that was the whole probably pitch behind this and i don't know what it was i'm sure ed solomon has talked about it a lot on what the inspiration for bill and ted was but mm-hmm. it's like sure basically i think it's kids today not understanding the past or mm-hmm. gosh people in the past if we went back in time they would think we were insane you mm-hmm. know that sure. kind of whole thing and, I, and that's been played on a lot but then they do like the double fish out of water thing. Not only do they put Bill and Ted back, back in time and have them jump around in a phone booth, but they bring back historical figures to put them in current times. So it's like this triple, double, quadruple, uh, not in their normal situation type of comedy, you know? Mm -hmm. And it really works in the first one. I like it. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. Certainly it's, outlandish far-fetched i don't know what you want to call it yeah, uh unrealistic sure. but it's a dumb sci-fi movie <laughs> and i tend to i, I kind of like this is weird i don't know how many examples there are of this but i like kids having to learn about things through like experience or something okay, sure. and that's like a weird it's, it's genre it's, does yeah, that make sense it's a it's a coming of age movie in a way. Back to the Future just, reminds me a lot of yeah, this, totally, and, and to me, totally. this is this is this feels I don't know Back to the Future esque, and just mm-hmm. the the whole beats of it of you know being thrown into a world you don't know and using a time machine and all that. But mm-hmm. sure, so maybe it's an industrial response in some way to Back to the Future. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's a there's a naivety to the, to the the protagonist here that I think is super charming and. For sure. Those guys are just really fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's a fun, they're a fun character, fun characters that you just want to see do not only like play rock music, but mm-hmm. uh, do all these other crazy things. You know, it's not like Beavis and Butthead where it's just kind of one note or Harold and Kumar. Sure. Or, those are all kind of, you know, I Cheech and Chong. They're all kind of one note things. I think they're very, 
much more complex than a lot of these buddy comedies are. Mm-hmm. I think you're onto something too, that if they're, they're sort of indefinable is they're not really like if this movie, they're kind of twins, out, but not twins. Cause they yeah, repeat, yeah, they like totally. finish each other's sentences and they have these, right. But the like, same quality. Like I, I didn't know which one was Bill or Ted. Like I always uh-huh, forget that. Uh-huh. And, if if that movie came out ten years later, maybe even five years later, there it's a stone it's a straight up stoner comedy, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a a precursor or a follow up to like the Kevin Smith type movies. I think it's they it it fully goes into that, but and not that it's like no, don't be a stoner movie, but but because it's not, there's just like I don't know, there's something sort of there's something very um those two guys seem like guys like people that you knew in high school like it's very genuine and earnest on that front but they're but they're very likable and i don't know you're you're there's a little heart to them too yeah Yeah. for sure you're really rooting for those two even though they are complete buffoons and and we all know or knew someone in high school who was like just a slacker that wasn't that they were a stoner or that they were, um, you know, had some terrible home life or something like that. They just were slackers and couldn't figure out what they were doing with life and had, I mean, we, right. Like we all know somebody in that, that era, that time period who was like, has some grand ambition for what their life was going to be. And you're like, uh, no, it's not. Cause you are not good at playing guitar or, you know, whatever, it, whatever it <laughs> is, like, that's not a realistic expectation for your life, but but there they are. And yet that could so easily be, I hate these two, you know, but instead they're really, really likable and you're rooting for them and it's fun. And you, and that the whole premise of like this, you know, future society depends on the music that these two idiots are going to make <laughs> yeah. is, is hilarious. It's a re and it's, su- that's such a stupid, simple pro- uh, prompt, right? Like that's an, I don't know. That's a very easy paragraph like here's the idea okay how do we flesh it out well they're gonna go back in time what's the what's the time machine it's a phone booth cool um what are they gonna do there well they're gonna have a history presentation at the end of this so they should probably like grab abe lincoln napoleon stuff like that bring them for the history time okay cool all right what what else do we need i don't know like a couple of catchphrases okay awesome i mean it's it's a really easy thing to put together and yet it's it i still think it works really well and it's a it's a fun thing and here we are, you know, 31 years later um, with the third one of these movies and stuff. And and still, I think, finding these two to be quite likable characters in the midst of their complete idiocy. Right, yeah. When I heard this was announced, I was like, oh, goodness. I mean, the first thing came to my mind was desperation dumb and dumber two flashed in my brain you know i didn't mm, did not true. think that bill and ted needed to be brought back right mm-hmm. in any way but man this this movie surprised me this was this was fun it feels like the original writers really spent time with this and trying to do something that felt genuine and didn't feel forced right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and something that i was worried about was how alex winter and Keanu would grow into the roles sure. of Bill and Ted. And within five minutes, I think especially with Alex Winter, like I think he really is the key to Bill and Ted. Like he he's really like the the 
I don't know, the gravitas of the duo, mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> Ted's more of the reactionary, I don't know, the dumb one of the two, if you were to say. So sure. yeah. Yeah. he he's so important and um he really impressed me too. So yeah, Alex Winter within five minutes, I was like, Oh, that's Bill. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. back, you know? And it, yeah. it really felt yeah. like we were right back in that world. And I think uh Pariso was a good director to do this. Like it felt genuine tonally to Bill and Ted, you know, so it didn't it didn't reek of desperation like some of these remakes, reboots, sequels 30 years later often feel like. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was uh what do you think about this trailer when it came out? I don't, I don't know, know if, if I ever saw the trailer, it. to be honest okay. with you. I don't remember okay. it. Um I thought it was terrible. Like Yeah, I, I mean all the all the oof. images I saw of Keanu it made me nervous. It's the same thing yeah. when I saw those screenshots of Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, but no, I mean, I'm but totally you know, the Farrelly brothers were like, trust us, we wouldn't do this unless the script was so good that <laughs> yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't the case. You know, Zoolander too. I can name you know For tons sure. of others. For sure. This one, yeah. yeah, really felt like what would these guys be doing? And it totally uh-huh. makes sense. Like the entire plot line makes so much sense of, oh, they still haven't written the song, so now they actually have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, to- I totally agree. I-, I thought, I thought best case scenario, um, I don't hate myself. <laughs> this, to be honest. That was, that's that's that always a good standard. thought, right? Yeah. When you go into the theater, it's like, <laughs> yeah. best case scenario, I don't want to die at the end of yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Because you're totally no right, man. Like, like Dumb and Dumber, Zoolander, and there are other examples, but those are two big ones that come to mind. Like that, Those were the things that I thought about when I saw that trailer. I was just like, this is a bad idea. We should, we should not be doing this. Um, I was pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised. I, it's, it's dumber even than the first, by the way, I watched, I watched bogus journey for, I think probably the second time uh, today to prep for this. And I was like, I, I was right to not watch this one again since the first time I saw it, that movie's bad, bad. Um, like we maybe should have thought about doing that in the bad movie marathon. It's so bad. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this was a, I'm not going to call it a return to form. Cause I think that first one again is just a really, is actually is a really funny movie and great premise and all these sorts of things that I, I have a ton of nostalgia for it and all this sort of stuff. So it's not, it's not as strong as that, but maybe it was the expectation or maybe it actually was this quality. Cause if you said like, like I saw a few people in our discord that were like, yeah, it's not, I could not, I love the first one. I could not get into this one or whatever. I, I kind of get that, but I thought that it was, it was funny in the right places. There were, um, there was maybe it was a little, maybe a little bit of, it was maybe a little bit forced with with the daughters, and uh, but you know that's okay. It it wasn't it wasn't too. I thought Samara Weaving was really good, and um, I just lost my place. Uh, Bridget Lundy Payne was maybe a little bit less less good. Um, so maybe it was a little forced in 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 some of those places. But it was. I thought it was funny. I thought it was relatively refresh refreshing and it's sticking to the simplicity of it, especially as you get into like all these like uh wormhole type infinite universes type stuff. And just, they just kind of like, well, it's this. Oh, and you're like, okay, cool. And it's, that's fine. I don't know. I, I had a, 
I just had a much better time with this than than I expected to, I guess. But I don't know. Where where did you, where'd you come down on it? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, I'm kind of the opposite. I mean, I, I liked the Bill and Ted, the A plot, but I was really enjoying um, Samara Weaving and Bridget mm-hmm. Wendy Payne's th- uh, Thea and Billy. I like how Ted named his kid Billy and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Bill sure. named his kid Thea. I know mm-hmm. that was a uh, that was good. <laughs> like they named him after each other, mm-hmm. which is yeah. good because they just lo- yeah. like they're that they are basically married to each other. You know, yes. So. The whole concept of uh, them like living their lives dually like that was yeah. was pretty funny. It was that was that was well done. I to be clear, because I and I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I I agree with you. I I liked the if if that's the B story. I liked the B story of the daughters. I did think there were times where maybe they forced the jokes towards the daughters rather than Bill and Ted. And I'm like, and I was like, well, I'm here for a Bill and Ted's movie. So Hmm. maybe, maybe a few more of the, the bits could have gone their way, but overall it was, it was fine. I thought Samara Weaving was great. She's really, really, really good. Um, I'm less familiar with, um, with, uh, with pain, but, but I, and she was fine. It wasn't like, I was like, gosh, this is terrible. It just, Samara Weaving is somebody that I think you can say like that girl, she could be a star in the future. And I, I don't know necessarily that we say the same thing um, about Lundy Payne. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Bridget Lundy Payne uh, from Dallas, right. actually. Okay. Well, that changes everything. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, you might know her from Bombshell or Downsizing a couple of years ago. And it looks like she's starting her career. Um, started in 2015. So maybe we'll see her in more coming up. Um, so, Samara Weaving was really good in Ready or Not. Um, yeah, a couple she, years ago, loved loved that movie, and her in that was was great. Kristen Shaw is always somebody that, if she's used correctly, I think it could be good. I think she's used she's perfect for this kind of universe. Uh, so yeah, I, I think my main attraction to this was the the female Bill and Ted, the the, <laughs> the ladies going and like recruiting all these musicians, uh-huh, Mozart yeah. and and Kid <laughs> Cudi and all these people. I was like, this is awesome. This yeah. is like putting it together an all-star band. I'm like, that's a great <laughs> plot line. Yeah. Like I, yeah. that's smart. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Wayne's world. Starting too, with kinda, Hendrix you know? and then, yeah, totally. Yeah. Hendrix. Yeah, for sure. That was a funny bit, man. They, and they, I thought they did it pretty well. They Louis Armstrong. Well. Yeah. 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 That was Dave a, Grohl. And they go to Dave <laughs> Grohl's house. <laughs> Bill and Ted do. Great, I love great. that. It, yeah. So American treasure. Gosh, he's, he's so great. Uh, made me made me very happy to see him pop up. Here's yeah, one of the, I, I thought the the concept was really fun and interesting, um, and kind of maybe made this gave it a little more legs than it would have been if it was just trying to get the old band back together, you know, mm-hmm. which is maybe what I what I expected. I, I thought it was also funny that just no one believes Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like that excellent adventure ever happened in, in real life so it's like for real yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah. Right. yeah i like that that little throw in was funny to me too like they're just mm-hmm. not only are do they act like they are but they're like people qualify them as just mentally and like unstable mm-hmm. like they're just making for up sure. stuff um I, I i liked that and the one thing that i didn't really like the one i don't know c plot i don't even want to call it would be them and their medieval wives in therapy. Yeah. Together. Yeah. I didn't think that worked really well. I, 
I, I think that whole plot needs to just be thrown out. The mm-hmm. the girlfriends. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure they they did that all that effectively. That's that's I'm with you. Like maybe maybe we just have the B story of of the daughters without the C story of of mm-hmm. the wives, or I don't know, maybe vice versa. But that that would be. I, I'm I'm in agreement with you on that. That that was maybe not my favorite <laughs> sections of the movie. What did you think about them jumping back and forth though, and seeing their 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 future selves? I loved that. I was just about to say I loved the scene where they were in prison and they were skinheads. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the worst part. Like that clip uh, in the trailer, just of them all DC extended universe stuff. Mm. You know that was. That was maybe my most like oh no cringe moment in in this in a bad trailer, but but it was actually uh, I mean it's like tw- it's ten seconds in the movie too, but it was actually pretty funny. But yeah, the lead up to that with them you know playing in the Elks Lodge and then <laughs> then in Dave's Dave Grohl's house and yeah, I thought that was I actually thought that was relatively smart settings and 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 a handling of that material in, in what is, as I've acknowledged a hundred times, a very stupid movie, you know, or a very stupid universe. It was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun the way they did that. I liked the old versions of them, like the elderly Bill and Ted. They, what they can do with old makeup now is impressive, man. They mm-hmm. looked so old. They yeah. looked like real people. I, it's not like the Back to the Future weird Leah Thompson old lady like makeup, you know? Like, <laughs> dude, dude, they're yeah. so good now. Yeah. I wasn't sure when it was when it just went to Keanu first. I was like, I'm honestly not sure if that's Keanu or or uh, or Alex Winters. Then when it went to Alex Winters, like, okay, I could definitely tell that one's Alex Winters, and then it all, right. all kind of clicked. But just for a half second, I was like, which one is that? I'm not. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's that's quite an accomplishment. That was good. I liked the station uh, shout out. I thought that was funny. You know that story, right? Um, like from the original Bill and Ted, there's a line in the movie that just says, some character just says station. And it was because like a page got deleted out of the script and it was like interior, um, you know, g- gas station or whatever. But the top of the page said station and it was actually the page before it got deleted. So the only thing that was left was station. So that got left in the script. And I guess the <laughs> actor who had that line before it just said the word station. <laughs> so that's like a big inside joke. Um, with Bill and Ted, I guess culture is huh, okay. Station. And so they actually had that in this movie. The, they, they, uh, I don't know. They yell station at each other at some point for no reason. <laughs> And so that's a shout out to that uh, okay. weird, random, no one, no one knows what it means moment in uh, the original. So yeah, man, I, okay. I thought they had a lot of fun throwbacks to the original. I thought the characters of Bill and Ted aged well into their <laughs> 25 years later, didn't feel cringe really to me. And it has nothing to do with the Keanu sons. Like I, I fully felt like I would <laughs> be affected by that. Like, Oh, we all mm. love Keanu now. So that's going to affect how I like this movie. I don't think it did. I think I, I really enjoyed it just, just in, in general thought it was smart. I thought it was funny. What did you think about bringing back the Grim Reaper? <laughs> I, it's kind I, of an iconic character. So you can, yeah, that's, 
that's the best part of the of the second movie, I think, by a by a pretty fair stretch. Um, William Sadler is such a weird dude, um, and but he's he's really good in that stuff. So I thought, yeah, I thought it was funny, and I I really really did not think that when they first introduced it, and even maybe the first scene or two that he's in, I really thought that I was going to. I on, honest to goodness can't when when he came on screen for the first time, um, with the the robot, the the assassin robot, Dennis Caleb McCoy, <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be the worst part of the movie. This is gonna be the thing that makes me hate this. And instead, I was like, kind of love it. Kind of, I'm really, yeah, I'm really into this by by the end of it. Like it was such a so awkward and strange, and it really is like it's all. I mean, the fact that it's a robot kind of probably I'm sure helps this, but. It really did feel like um, Rocky. Is it four where, where Polly has the robot? Yeah, and, Rocky four. And some of the, it's you know, there's such an '80s thing to do. Be like, we've got to get a robot in here somewhere. And so they kind of had that feel, but it was so weird and awkward and fun that I was, I was, I thought it was hilarious. And I, I really did not expect that um, first scene or two on screen. I was like, this is going to be terrible. But I don't know. Once. I, once he starts like introducing himself and kind of following them around and stuff, I, I thought it was really funny. It worked for me. I agree. I thought that was funny too. I and mean, there wasn't much I didn't like about this. Uh, it was 90 minutes. Perfect. Perfect runtime. Knew exactly that. what yeah. it needed to be. <laughs> and oh, that's pretty much it, man. It was, I mean, you know, the last scene, I think maybe the song could have been better. The song wasn't very memorable. I don't remember what it sounded like. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the greatest mm-hmm. song in the world or whatever, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. They, so they have a big concert at the end and that was, you know, f- full circle from the original Bill and Ted and them having like the big presentation at the end. So it felt yeah similar to that and, uh, that's what you expect, but, but yeah, it's a fun movie, man. Did mm-hmm. not expect, definitely did not expect to go into this year. And uh, Bad Boys for Life and Bill and Ted Face the Music would be like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I want to watch those again. Maybe reboots are good. Yeah, maybe we'll, I mean, we'll just roll it back and let's do it. Uh, do, we'll do Bill and Ted 4, man. Like, right. Yeah. Um, by the way, do you remember the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventures TV series? Oh, yeah. There was a cartoon and there was a live action series. I don't remember they the were live both action called, Okay, there was... There was a, it was like, I think it lasted five, five episodes, something like that. <laughs> it's called, they were both called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. And they, I think they came out, I think they were on at the same time too. I think the, the cartoon lasted <laughs> like a, a full season. And I think the, the live action one got canceled really pretty early on. Was it with but, death? Like, is, is that part of the, the live action? I think the live action one. Well, I know the cartoon one is basically yeah. like Wishbone, like Bill and Ted go through uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah, had a great know. theme song too. You remember the theme song for that? It's pretty. No, sad. it was like I'm a terrible singer, so you know. But it was like Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. Bill and Ted. Every other '90s cartoon theme song sounded <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that. So yeah, yeah. I and then I it breaks down with Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. Yeah. Oh, that's, nice. that's in my brain. I'll never forget that. I, I need to. I need to, to look this up and watch this. Yeah. I think I. I yeah. think I might enjoy this. But yeah, 
Yeah, I forgot about that. So for like three years, I guess, from when this movie came out until uh-huh. Bogus Journey and then the cartoon, there was a lot of Bill and Ted in the world. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we just needed more Bill and Ted in our lives. Every day, somebody was like, green light something Bill and Ted's. We got to get there. <laughs> I think it was, honestly, I think it might have been like Keanu was breaking at that time. Like he was really becoming Keanu. And so I think that might have been part of it. Like we, we want to be... We want to be vaguely in the Keanu business, uh, I think. Somebody, by the way, I I know I've said this on the show before. If somebody is wealthy and wants to uh, bankroll this, I would. I am dying to read a book about, uh, and I'll write it if somebody wants to bankroll it. Um, I want. I want a book about late '80s and especially early '90s Saturday morning cartoons. That's what I want. Mm. Like I, because it's just. It's such a plethora of a wide field of of weird and interesting shows, and all of them ran for like one season. But that one season is seventy three episodes. You know, it's just right. it's such a strange world that that I would like to to. Uh, Man, that's a good idea. Documentary would be good too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Let's kickstart it. All right, this Let's was fun, it. man. I, I yeah, really man. enjoyed enjoyed face the music, like I said. Um, time, I put it, yeah. I put it up pretty decently high on my list so far over at Letterboxd for the year. Nice. So nice. I was, I kept pumping it up. So let me, let me look and see what number I put it at real quick. But, uh, I think I, I got it at number seven on the okay. year right now. So nice. Nice. Did I not put it a little that. lower than that, but I currently, I have like documentaries and Hamilton and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I have it at number 12, but that includes at least four movies that have Kevin James not yeah, be same. in my top 10 when oh. it's all said and done. Cause I always, I always break documentaries into their own thing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's pretty, wouldn't have expected that. Right. Like it obviously wouldn't have expected anything that has happened this year, but I definitely would have thought this is a, if we get lucky, it's a C plus movie. Right? <laughs> I mean, For sure. it's it's quite a bit better than that. So agreed. I'm gonna go with grade wise. Given the expectation, I'm gonna give it an A because wow, nice. Expected it to be awful, and it was actually mm-hmm. really fun. And I'll definitely watch it again. And you know, I, I don't know what they could have done better. <laughs> to be honest with this. Um, Maybe Bill and Ted were younger, not as old as they are, but you can't help that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not make it thirty years later. Maybe make it twenty years later. So, uh, but but yeah, this is um, this was really fun. I'll give it an A. Sure, sweet. I'll go A minus. I think I was. I think I was going B plus coming in, but I've I've talked myself up. So I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll go A minus. Great. Well, next week we'll be talking about a big movie. We think called <laughs> Tenet. Might have heard of it. We will be we'll be discussing that. I think Mulan is next week as well. So we'll work yeah. a Mulan episode that, that drops stuff coming. Disney Plus this coming weekend. So nice. pony up the 30 bucks, ma'am fam, and join us as we talk Mulan this coming weekend. And join us in the VIP as well this week. We got more Christopher Nolan talk in honor of Tenet. We got Memento talk coming and uh ama just dropped in there seinfeld talk a lot of fun stuff in the vip so see you over there soon richard get well soon hope to see you soon brian where can we find you online 
You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madabamoviespodcast.com and at uh, briangill.gumroad.com. Kent, where can we find you? You can find me online at Kent Garrison on Twitter and all the socials. And follow me on Letterboxd at Kent Garrison, too, as I chart my movie goings throughout the year. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars. It helps grow the show. And we'll see you next week. Maybe at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.